It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Will the Denver Broncos use the franchise tag on any of their pending free agents here in the NFL offseason? We'll tell you why we don't believe that is the case on today's brand new episode, Locked On Broncos. You are Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Broncos have several players they could place the franchise tag on, but it seems unlikely as if they will will this offseason. We'll dive deep into that here in today's brand new episode of Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just a reminder, Broncos country, you can get this show for free every single day, all year long on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Do us a favor, hit that subscribe or that follow button down below so you never miss out on what's going on with your favorite team. Even though it's the offseason, there's so much going on behind the scenes. There's so much to help set the table for what is expected to be a busy free agency and NFL draft period for your Denver Broncos. I'm Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter for Mile High Sports, joined alongside, as always, by Sarah Bettinger, site expert, predominantlyorange.com. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Sarah, my friend, the franchise tag, that's a conversation that has kind of come up in some places for other NFL teams. Not really mentioned so much for the Denver Broncos this year. There's a big reason as to why that is the case here. Obviously, several key players were set to become unrestricted free agents. The franchise tag is a great way to try to keep one of those players and work toward a deal if necessary. But there is a catch. The franchise tag usually is a little bit more expensive overall than working out a deal itself. And so the Broncos have several players who could get franchise tag, but out of all the players we're going to name, based on the price tag alone, it seems like that's not going to happen for Denver this offseason. Right. It really feels like you can't allocate this big of a chunk of your salary cap to any individual players, especially given the situation with Russell Wilson. I mean, you're going to have a little bit of dead money from the Randy Gregory deal and other things like that. So it just doesn't feel like it's it would be a wise move. I mean, unless the Broncos were losing like a like a, a big time like Pat Sertan, if that was if he was maybe hitting free agency this offseason, maybe the franchise tag would be in play. But outside of Pat Sertan, I don't think there's anybody on the roster if they were hitting free agency that you realistically could afford to tag this year. I mean, the prices are just prohibitive. But let's look at the options because I think people need to understand like. Sometimes you feel like, well, you can just slap somebody with the franchise tag and immediately that means they're coming back to your team. But the cost is prohibitive, right? I mean, we're talking about with a guy like Lloyd Cushenberry, let's say he might be the Broncos pending unrestricted free agent that gets paid the most if he leaves Denver this offseason. You want to keep him on the franchise tag. That's going to cost you over $19 million. And that's because offensive linemen, they get lumped in together in this big mix. It's not like, you know, left tackles get this franchise tag, right guards get this one and centers get that. No, they all offensive linemen combined together. So over 19 million, if you want to slap Lloyd Cushenberry with the tag, I don't think Cody, it would take him very long to sign that. 
if he no. would get the franchise tag, I think he'd be running to the table. I don't know how many centers get 19 million guaranteed money very often in today's NFL. So that's kind of a, a, you know, just like a microcosm of why it doesn't make sense necessarily for any of these players that we're going to talk about to get tagged by the Broncos. On another one, the outlaw Josie Jewell set to become an unrestricted free agent as much as I think a lot of people in Broncos, because I feel like it's 50-50, would like him back. Some would like to see them make another move at the linebacker position. If they were to place the tag on him, it would cost around $23 million. Like, Sarah, that is funny money when we're talking about it here. And, and look, I, I would sign for $23 million guaranteed for just one year, even if it's like, all right, the, the biggest thing with the franchise tag and why a lot of players never choose to plan it. Some do is because there's a lot of risk, right? It's you're trying to get a contract. And if you can't come to terms on an extension and you end up playing on the franchise tag, you get seriously hurt after that. You have no guarantees after that year. Like that is a very, very big risk. We've seen players like Earl Thomas do it in the past when he was a member of the Seattle Seahawks and he suffered a crazy injury. Then he had a whole bunch of other weird stuff going on in his life. I think that's kind of led to him not playing in the NFL. Uh, but aside from that, Josie Jewell, 23 million, that makes zero sense at all for the Broncos to do. And I don't even think it's going to be something that's presented. But then there's a, the kicker here, pun intended, Will Lutz set to become a free agent as well. Would you place a franchise tag on a kicker unless he's like a Justin Tucker of the world? I don't see it happening because it would cost the Broncos around $6 million for a kicker. That just doesn't make sense. And that's probably not going to happen. No, I don't think so. Like you said, around $6 million to franchise tag Will Lutz. I mean, that may be the most realistic figure out of any of these, right? Because it's kind of down there a little bit. But like you said, for a kicker, I mean, man, you're really overpaying at that price in my opinion. You already traded for this guy, right? You better be able to figure out a team-friendly extension now that you've given up a draft pick for him. So I don't think we'll see Will Lutz get franchise-tagged, Cody. It wasn't like he didn't miss any field goals this last year or anything, and he's just this white-hot commodity that everybody's going to be trying to sign. I feel like he liked the fit in Denver. Obviously, the Broncos prioritized him. You figure they're going to get a, a deal done, but PJ Locke is the other name. I mean, we're, we're touching on every notable Broncos free agent here, just to let you know, just to give you an idea, kind of where these prices are at. If the Broncos did want to franchise tag PJ Locke, Cody, sixteen point two million. Again, I think he would rush to the table to sign. I'll be interested to see. I mean, he could get a. a three-year deal worth that much money from some team. And I wouldn't be surprised by that, but to pay him that much fully guaranteed for this coming season, I think the Broncos are going to be okay letting him test the market. Yeah. And, and look, I, and I think that to your point here about us talking about this, and this is all why it's very unlikely. The price points just aren't worth it. The best maneuver here for teams is to try to negotiate a long-term contract, two to three years where you can maybe divvy that up between ad, average annual value. I mean, I think if I'm not mistaken, I think the estimated market value for Josie Jewell was like a two-year contract extension where he gets paid 14 point something million dollars or 15, and you get like a 6.8 or a 7.2 average annual value per year. Like that's the price point aiming, you know, that you want to do for some of your more impactful positions. But this is why it's unlikely that Denver's going to place the franchise tag on anybody. Not going to happen here, especially with those price points. I feel like if they did, like for some reason, if there was like, I don't know, a glitch in the system, and they're like, hey, we're just going to place the franchise tag on this guy. It would just be like, what are they doing? Like that would be organizational malpractice at this point, considering Denver's almost $25 million over the cap right now. There's going to be a lot of restructuring and some shuffling and some roster cuts coming up here in the next two to three weeks for the Broncos. And 
going to be very interesting to see how they maneuver this offseason. But I think at this point, if you look at a $19 million price tag for Lloyd Cushenberry on a franchise tag, not worth it. I'm rolling with Alex Forsythe in that situation. And then, you know, $23 million for Josie. I'm going to say, all right, we're going to look at, uh, you know, maybe a different option here. We're going to look at Jonas Griffith alongside Alex Singleton if that were the case. But we'll see. I, I maybe kind of pivot here. Out of these four players that are free agents, who do you think has the most likely chance to return to Denver? I'd say Will Lutz has the most likely chance to return to Denver just because his connection with Sean Payton, that's a guy that Payton trusts, is a guy they traded for. I think right behind him, though, would be Josie Jewell. Uh, you see Alex Singleton that made some comments at Super Bowl Media Week. He's kind of waiting to see who he's going to be playing next to, whether or not it'll be Josie. I think Josie likes playing in Denver. Oh, yeah. Remember, Vance Joseph was the head coach when they drafted Josie Jewell. So there's familiarity there that goes way back. And I think that Josie is the kind of guy that raises the floor at that position for you. But does he limit upside? That's the question I think maybe the Broncos will be asking this offseason. So to me, those are the two guys most like I've I've been feeling, Cody, like, I mean, Lloyd Cushenberry may be the most likely player to leave in free agents. It just feels like his he, he played so well last year. He's going to get a better offer elsewhere. The Broncos already paying big money to Ben Powers, Mike McGlinchey. You got Quinn Miners going to get an extension probably this year or next offseason. So it just doesn't make sense for them to invest long term in Cushenberry as good as he was this last year. Which of the free agents that we've mentioned here, Broncos country, do you think has the best chance of returning? And who do you think will be departing the Broncos come March 13th, 2 o'clock p.m. Mountain Time, the new league year officially begins? But want to play a game? That's exactly what Sarah and I are going to do. We're taking a look at all the Broncos' top positional needs on offense, and we're going to share our thoughts whether or not they should address it in NFL free agency or whether they should address it in the NFL draft. You can play along with us here on today's brand-new episode Locked on Broncos. Today's Locked on Broncos podcast is brought to you by our friends over there at FanDuel Sportsbook. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now, new customers, they get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. If you sign up today as a brand new customer by going to FanDuel Sportsbook, you can get $150 if you place a $5 bet and it wins. When your bet wins, $150 in bonus bets will be sent your way courtesy of the FanDuel Sportsbook app. You can bet on all of your favorite NBA players and NBA teams with the second half of the season beginning following the All-Star break. You can get in on quick bets where you can choose who's going to win on the money line. You can do point spreads, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. You can get in on the action at FanDuel. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on and shoot your shot. Once again, visit FanDuel.com slash on and shoot your shot today. Get your triple-double with FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel is the official sportsbook partner of the NBA. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
As the Denver Broncos look to attack their biggest needs in the 2024 offseason, where do those needs best line up in terms of value? Should they be attacking, you know, the quarterback position in free agency or the draft? And we're going to talk about every position basically of need on offense and defense on today's episode Locked on Broncos. And like Cody said before, we want you to go ahead and play along. Let us know what you think about each of these position groups, where the Broncos should be looking to attack them and how they could fix them. Today's episode, Locked on Broncos, man. Cody and I are so appreciative of every single one of you that makes us your first listen of the day every single day, especially in the offseason where, hey, right now, not a lot is happening, Broncos country, but it's speculation season. You want to know the latest speculation. You want to know where the Broncos are going to be attacking their biggest needs to get back into the thick of things in the AFC West. Check out Locked on Broncos every single day. You know, everywhere that you listen to podcasts, free and available there, as well as on YouTube. We appreciate you so much. And Cody, let's let's play the game, right? I mean, where are the Broncos going to address their biggest needs? Of course, I think we got to start off with the biggest position on the team. Russell Wilson, his situation, very much a question mark at this point. But how are the Broncos going to attack the quarterback position? Should they go the draft, free agency, a combination of both? Where do we think the Broncos are going to address this quarterback need in 2024? In my opinion, it needs to be the NFL draft. I think you have to find a young guy that you can build around. Something I know, look, the Broncos haven't done it in so long. They tried it with Paxton Lynch. That only last. I mean, he couldn't even beat out Trevor Simeon in training camp. He didn't beat out Mark Sanchez during that portion of training camp either. So for me, you, ha- I think you have the tools right now. And, and I'm very curious to see what Denver decides to do with the wide receiver position, whether or not they restructure Cortland. There is a chance that they're going to release one of you know, potentially three wide receivers. You have Cortland. They could trade. They have Tim Patrick. They could release. They have Jerry Judy. They could trade to some other team here. And so you need to have, I think, playmaking weapons around him. Obviously, Marvin Mims will be back in the fold, and I think he's going to have a big role. What's going to happen at tight end? Are they going to invest in Lucas Kroll being their guy and hope that Greg Dulcich can kind of come forth? Is that the plan here? What about the run game? How do you get it back to where it needs to be, to where you have a sustainable run game that allows a young guy to not have pressure on his shoulders at the quarterback position under center. To me, it has to be the NFL draft. And if it's free agency, Sarah, I'll be honest, I'll be pissed. I, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of the free agency route unless it were a guy like Baker Mayfield at this point with the idea of maybe going in the NFL draft as well, having a guy, a bridge quarterback for one to two years while a young guy learns. That's the only way I'd be okay with free agency. But for me, it's draft or bust. I guess one of the areas that I forgot to put in there is the trade too, right? Which that could be an option if, you know, hey, I see a lot of people out there talking about Mac Jones. I mean, you never know what could happen. A lot of people think Justin Fields. I don't know if that's going to happen, but the trade route is on the table. I think free agency, yeah, you're talking about the exciting options would be Baker Mayfield, maybe unrealistic. Kirk Cousins, very unrealistic. Maybe a Sam Darnold, if you like what you've been hearing about him after his year in San Francisco. I mean, we know Sean Payton has traditionally had his most success with those reclamation-type guys, so be a Sam Darnold could be in the mix there. But I land in that camp with you, Cody, as far as saying, I just want the Broncos to address it in the draft. And they've never had a, a drafted quarterback, at least – I mean, John Elway, you can play semantics with that one, right? They, but they've never had a drafted quarterback that they've developed and, and really rocked with throughout the guy's career. Jay Cutler was the last, really, the last one. I mean, I know Tim Tebow is the only drafted QB to win a, a playoff game in Denver. We, we have all those fun statistics. But, man, it's time for that position to stop being a joke. And, and look, it's going to take an unprecedented move. Sean Payton's never used a first-round pick on a quarterback 
George Payton, I mean, they they took a shot on Teddy Bridgewater, Christian Ponder when he was in Minneapolis, but that was it. And so I think it's time for these guys to put their heads together. So I'm with you, NFL draft. What about wide receiver, Cody? You mentioned potential trades, potential cut candidates there. You think the Broncos, do do they have a big enough need at receiver to go there in free agency, or are they going bargain hunting in free agency and maybe truly hunting in the NFL draft? I feel like it's probably going to be the NFL draft here because, look, they have a couple guys on futures contracts. Uh, you know, if I'm not mistaken, I, st- I know Philip Dorsett is still back in the mix here for Denver this upcoming year. For me, I think you can add a guy, you know, in third round. Granted, Denver doesn't have a second round pick, but maybe there is a guy in round three, round four. I mean, the Rams found Puka Nakua in round five. Not saying that Denver's going to find a guy like that, but you just never know. It depends on where your valuation's at. Denver added a guy in Marvin Mims. We talk about cost-effective roles here. Marvin's on a rookie contract. They get another guy who's got some playmaking ability and, and upside. You have another guy on a rookie contract while you try to maneuver maybe two years of being in salary cap hell because of the whatever decisions coming up with Russell Wilson. It maximizes your ability to get some playmakers around a young guy or, as we talked about, a potential veteran guy if that is the option Denver goes. I'm a big believer in the draft, and we'll even combine tight end of this conversation as well. I'm more so, okay, draft for receiver. I think free agency for the tight end position. When you go to these two positions, where's your stance at? I'm 100% in, in the same boat there. I think tight end, you raise the floor in free agency. You've already got the upside guy in Greg Dulcich, who's under contract for two more years. You could still play around with that. Lucas Kroll, a wild card. I think you raise the floor in free agency. But at wide receiver, hey, in my opinion, what have we been seeing with some of these young quarterbacks that are really having success around the league? If you want to use the most recent example, C.J. Stroud with the Houston Texans. What did they do in round three of this past draft? They go get Tank Dell. You draft Joe Burrow in Cincinnati back in 2020. Who do they follow up that pick with the very next year? I mean, actually, that same year, they took T. Higgins round two. But then the next year, you take Jamar Chase with that third overall pick. So to me, it's you draft the quarterback, you draft him a weapon that he can grow with immediately. I think that's a smart move for the Denver Broncos. Now, what if the Cody, what if the Broncos trade away Garrett Bowles at the tackle position, right? I mean, then this becomes a position group where let's say you do trade away bulls, you get those cap savings, but you open up the hole at left tackle. That changes the discussion at quarterback, it changes the discussion everywhere. But in the first round, then offensive tackle all of a sudden maybe becomes your primary need in that spot. Yeah, that's see, this is where the dilemma is. And and look, I don't think Garrett's the type of guy that would restructure and whatnot. As you mentioned, there's no more guaranteed money left on his contract here going forward. But I think for Denver. I've seen people say, well, Denver should just get an offensive tackle on day two. That's going to start. Like there's no guarantee you get a day two tackle. That guy's going to be good enough to start. Like your premium tackles, your really good ones that have solidarity that will start overall in week one are going to be first round guys for the most part. And I think an anomaly from time to time in second round, but then there could be some sleeper guys, but are you really trying to bank on a sleeper at the left tackle position in one of the later rounds to replace the guy who's kind of, who's grown and has been on the upward trend for the last few years for me, this is probably the risky one. If Bulls is out, I think you just have to roll with, unfortunately, like I said, it, it doesn't strike a lot of confidence yet because you don't have a sample size here. You got to roll with Alex Bocheski and Demontre Jacobs at that spot, which, I mean, I, I don't know how that's going to work. Or you try to get a guy in free agency. That has to be the best available path here for Denver because if they go out and let's say Garrett leaves, if they go out and try to draft a guy in the first round, Broncos country is going to have a meltdown with that. If that's their first round pick, that's going to be 
Uh, I can't even imagine the discourse here. I can't imagine it on social media. Where are you at here on offensive tackle? Because honestly, this is the one where I'd say you've got to be free agency or you got to find a way to keep Garrett. Yeah, it's a deep offensive tackle draft, of course. But at the same time, like you mentioned, the Broncos fan base may just revolt if there's a situation where you have the quarterback position being ignored in round one. And so I think that's kind of where I would land is let's maybe see what's in free agency. Maybe a Makai Becton to say, let's let's throw a dart like the Titans did last year with Andre Dillard. Hadn't played much for the Philadelphia Eagles, but a talented former first rounder that you get on the cheap. There could be guys out there like that that I think the Broncos could work well with because, hey, who on the offensive line got worse under Zach Streif and Sean Payton last year? I mean, I think that's a fair point to bring up as far as we could insert guys into our offense and they can have success. So I'm saying draft somebody, but don't bank on them starting. Maybe go after a free agent like Becton, or you could say, we're going to take a shot on his talent in, in 2024, but we're going to develop these guys behind him as well. And Cody, I am team running back in free agency right now. I think that provides a big bang for your buck. When you talk about receivers around the league getting paid upwards of 20, 25, $30 million a year, a running back who's going to touch the ball 200 to 250 times, getting paid a fraction of that, maybe 10 million a year at most. We're talking, right? A player like Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, guys like that, I'd be, I would be in favor of that. And that may be a hot mm -hmm. take. I'm all for drafting running backs as well, but I am not opposed, like many are, to signing a running back in free agency as well. Part of me wonders what would that mean about Denver's plans with Javante Williams, who's obviously going to be in a contract year in 2024. You mentioned Samaj P. Ryan, who they signed last year. Jaleel, the anticipation of him having a bigger role. He's not going to cost you a lot of money, but the size discrepancy, I think, is a question mark here for the Broncos this offseason. I think that's very interesting in Broncos country. All the positions we talked about, let us know in the YouTube comments or on social media if you think they should approach them in the draft or NFL free agency. We're going to take a look at the defensive side of the ball and take a look at should the Broncos address it in the draft or free agency, our own personal perspectives on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. As we jump into the fourth quarter action on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos, once again, Broncos country, thank you so much for making the show exactly what it is. You tuning in wherever you get your podcast or even watching us on YouTube helps us grow the show even further. If you know anybody who's a Broncos fan that hasn't found this podcast yet, share this podcast with them and let them know to tune in every single day all year long because for the true fan, there is never an offseason. We have you covered on every single step, every phase of the Broncos offseason leading up to the free agency, the NFL draft, and obviously OTAs where I'll be there every day in person covering the team as they go about a brand new era in year number two under Broncos head coach Sean Payton. We're continuing a little bit of our game series here on today's episode of the show. Make sure you play along in the chat or in the YouTube comments or on social media. We focus now on the defensive side while looking at the Broncos' top positional needs on the defensive side this offseason. Starting off with the defensive line, which, Sarah, I think you and I are in agreement. When we look at this defense in general, the defensive line is the biggest area of weakness, perceivably, here for this Broncos team. 
in your opinion, should they address the positional need that they face here in the NFL draft or the NFL free agency? I think this has to be an area they go heavy in free agency, Cody. I really do. I think this is an area of the team that you need proven guys that can raise the floor of the group. The Broncos were 30th in the NFL last year in run defense, 32nd in yards per attempt allowed defensively. So this is a defensive line that almost needs a complete overhaul. You're keeping Zach Allen, but you could cut DJ Jones. We got Jonathan Harris. He's a impending free agent. Mike Purcell, he's a free agent. Don't know what's going to happen with Matt Henningsen, although I think he's got a good advocate now in the building and Jim Leonard, his old defensive coordinator there at Wisconsin. So I don't know what ultimately is going to happen there. We At the time of this recording, we don't know who's going to be the D-line coach. So you look for connections there, uh, potentially in free agency. But I think Sean Payton and, and George Payton and you know uh, Cody Rager, they're going to look at defensive linemen heavily in free agency. Guys that can that they can lean on, that they can rely on, that they're proven that they can help stop the run and keep this defense at a level that we saw during that stretch of games where they were dominating this last season. So that's what I say. Free agency is the way to go defensive line this offseason. What do you say? You know, I wouldn't be opposed if Denver took a free agent signing there. And they uh, and we don't know what it's going to look like from a salary cap standpoint. This is a very unique situation. Denver hasn't been over the cap in quite some time. However, we just saw new rumors come out that the potential salary cap could be $243 million here this upcoming season. That would be unbelievable and gives Denver a little bit more wiggle room to maneuver and make some moves happen and maybe even restructure some deals that give them even further longevity. We'll see how it goes. But I think that they should address by adding a guy in free agency. And I think that they should also add somebody in the NFL draft here. Because think about it this way. Inyoma Uwazarike is probably never going to play another down of football again in the National Football League. With everything that's going on with the sports betting, he's involved in a criminal case right now with that in the state of Iowa. So for me, I don't, I don't see that really being an option here. I think that you're going to see maybe a, a defensive lineman taken in free agency Andy NFL draft there. I'm not sure where they're going to choose to go in the draft. Obviously, no round two pick, but they have six picks. George Payton has said, we always want more. So what are they going to do here to maybe get more is a huge question. So that's where I stand on it. But now we get to safety. As we know, Justin Simmons, he's a player we talked about that the Broncos could look to extend here this offseason to help create some more salary cap space. But then they have a question mark at safety with P.J. Locke set to become an unrestricted free agent. If he's going to depart elsewhere, is that going to be Caden Stearns stepping into that role? More than likely, that will be the case. J.L. Skinner, the next guy up. Delarian Turner-Yell not going to be ready for the start of the year due to the ACL surgery he just had. So that means that there's a little bit of a discrepancy in depth at the safety position. In your opinion, is free agency or the NFL draft the best course of action for Denver with this position? Well, this particular offseason, it could be free agency. It's just a loaded group at the safety position. We've talked about that on a previous episode, but you can look up and down the list from guys who are likely getting franchise tag, like Antoine Winfield Jr. to guys like Julian Blackman, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. I mean, Jordan Fuller from the Rams, uh, Whitehead from the Jets. There's so many guys out there, Cody, that I think you would have to look at if you're the Broncos pro scouting department and see, hey, who's going to work best with maybe Jim Leonard has his eyes on somebody at that safety position. We know Jim played the safety position in Denver as well for a brief little bit there. But I, I, I'd be interested to know who he has his eyes on, who would work well next to Justin Simmons. Where do they identify, like, what is this team missing at that position? Because they brought back Kareem Jackson last offseason, despite Caden Stearns potentially taking a bigger role. So what? how will that 
context, maybe help us determine what direction they go in this year's offseason. I think free agency could get a bit of a bargain there at safety, but never opposed to DBs in the NFL draft. Oh, and look, I think Denver has also taken a safety in the last few NFL drafts to be able to see because it is a position that, as you see most teams play that too high shell, you need guys that can play either the middle of the field, post safety as they call it, or even down in the box where you rotate and you cover crossing routes and you can run up and be an extra fit defender there against the run. To me, this is a tough one. I think we see them... I think we see them go the free agency route. I, I even said it as well. You need to find a way to bring in a veteran guy who maybe is not going to start next to Justin Simmons, um, but maybe you bring in a guy who can play safety, can start if you need him to, but also play a role on special teams. That was the one thing that really hurt Kareem Jackson. This whole situation this past year was he wasn't a guy who really played any special teams for Denver. And you saw guys like PJ, you saw guys like Caden. They were special teams guys for the Broncos. Diller and Turniel played special teams if you're going to have a guy that's going to be a backup, you need him to be able to start. We also need him to play an impact role on special teams to justify making that move, in my opinion. Now we're going to get to our final two positions here, edge and also off-ball linebacker. I think we've had some discussions here. I feel very confident with Denver's edge rush group right now. If it is these four guys where it's Baron Browning, Nick Benito, Jonathan Cooper, and now you have Drew Sanders there, I'm okay with Denver running it back. I don't necessarily think that Denver needs to or should add a guy in free agency or the draft at this point. This is the one where I'm saying neither for the Broncos. What do you say about edge? Then we'll get to off ball. I, I like it. You're going against the grain there because I see mock draft. I saw I just saw Daniel Jeremiah's mock draft. Cody on Tuesday come out. He had them taking Jared Verse, the pass rusher yeah. out of Florida State. So he's like first round pick. I see people saying Daniel Hunter or or bust this offseason for the Broncos. So people are out there saying big money free agent. If if you're gonna spend big anywhere, do it off the edge. I'm kind of somewhere in between. Like I feel like the Broncos should should go bargain hunting at the edge position. I would say I've mentioned his name before, but Chase Young, and he may well end up being too expensive for where my mind is thinking, where his market is at. But just based on the trade that went down with the 49ers, can't imagine NFL teams are valuing him super highly or like a guy like Marcus Davenport. I've brought him up, I feel like, a million times at this point. Broken record, former first-round pick of the Saints, kind of needs to rehab his value somewhere he had a good couple of games with the Vikings last year, but that's all he had was a couple of games. So, I mean, I think he's a, a guy that you could bring in to kind of, once again, raise the floor, give you another option. So you can never have too many pass rushers. I say either way, bargain hunting off the edge, but off ball linebacker, honestly, Cody, I haven't even like, not to say we haven't thought about this position, but it's been a afterthought for me as far as this team priorities. It just feels like the Broncos will be able to kind of figure that spot out or Teams generally figure it out pretty easily. Where do you come down on off-ball linebacker? Do you feel like the Broncos have what they need there, or do they need to attack it somehow? I, I think that they're okay there. We talk about maybe the, the positions with the top priority. I look at the list. Inside linebacker, in my opinion, is very at the bottom here for Denver. Look, I think they want to get something done with Josie. I think it'll be relatively easy. It won't hurt the team from a financial aspect, and you can't go wrong with that decision. Jonas Griffith is a guy who's got a lot of high upside, obviously coming off of a major injury. That would be the only question mark there. You do have some other guys there you know, that are going to be free agents and Justin Sternod and obviously Ben Neiman. What are they going to decide to do there? So for me, it's like, all right, well, if you're going to lose one or two of those guys, you still need to have good depth at that position. So for me, 
I'm going to say they draft a guy, to be honest with you, a guy who's kind of a little bit of a hybrid guy, rangy play, you know, can play in space in that middle hook zone, but also be a guy that fits against the run, you know, instinctual guy. And I think I trust a guy like Jim Leonard with his defensive success as a coordinator to understand what he needs to be able to help there. And, you know, I think and also being a, a sounding board for Vance Joseph, because look for Vance, I think Vance has been in the game so long. Jim's been part of being a coordinator with the new age of linebackers, the new age of how players play in today's you know game from the college level into the NFL, I think there's going to be a sounding board opportunity. You know the way that Christian Parker was an asset for Vance Joseph, I think Jim Leonard will be the same, and these guys will rely on each other once again. And there's even been some talk that hey, if the Broncos' defense struggles, like Jim Leonard's an in-house candidate to potentially take over as a DC if you need that to happen. He's on the radar of a lot of NFL teams, so there's something to keep an eye on there. I do think that maybe going in the draft would probably be the best bet to add a body, not necessarily a starter at off ball linebacker, but Broncos country. We want to hear your thoughts on what we talked about here on today's episode of the show. One thing we are going to start diving into here for all you everydayers out there in the next coming days and weeks on lockdown Broncos until something major happens. We're going to go through, we're going to look with NFL free agency coming up, the NFL scouting combine. We'll obviously highlight that as it goes on, but we're going to start previewing who are some potential wave two, wave three options for every position in NFL free agency that the Broncos could take a look at. You'll get that here in the coming days and weeks here on the Locked On Broncos podcast. We'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of the show. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.